You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Thanks for joining us. We're going to get started in just a minute. Today is Destination Health. We're going to be doing two hours. I will warn you ahead of time. Uh, We almost never get to all the questions, but if you jump in right now, You'll be early on the list. So if you've got a question, a comment, a topic, anything you want to talk about along the lines of health, press one on your phone. The sooner you do that, the better your chances will be able to get to your call. Let's get started. money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham, and we'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, nutrition, food, diet, lifestyle, fitness, training, drugs, supplements, diseases, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question, and we're going to get to those questions in just a bit. Kim, welcome. Uh, So good to be here, Kevin. How are you? I am doing wonderful, and I am going to start off the show today with what might sound like an outrageous statement. (laughs) No. (laughs) Imagine that from me. We would be disappointed. I love it. Yeah. So we've talked about this many, many times. We started this so two and a half years ago. And when we decided as a company, we had to tackle the health issue in trucking. Um, I, I was hesitant to say the least, and I was kind of dragged along kicking and screaming in the beginning. And I'm so glad. And you were a big part of that. You really led this charge and, and you didn't give up. You, you kept you were nice about it because that's you. You're nice. <laughs> but you were nicely persistent. Nicely persistent. That's a good way to put it. You were were nicely persistent. And I finally saw the light that it was, it wasn't a business decision. And I kept looking at it kind of like business and, you know, we do business for trucking and maintenance and all those things. And, you know, did we really want to split our time? You know, were we really serving our our customers and our listeners best that way? And and I kept looking mm-hmm. at it as a business thing, and it didn't think it was a good idea. And then I, I finally saw the light, and I looked at our mission statement. You know, we we identify the needs of drivers in the industry, and we find the very best solution. That's our mission statement. That's not at word for word, but that summarizes what our company culture is about. And when I sat down and looked at that, because you kept being nicely persistent, I finally had to say, wait a minute, 
if we are truly identifying the needs of people in the trucking industry, health has to be number one. How could we ignore this? And we are in a position to do a lot of good. We have the reach. We have the influence. Uh, it certainly fit with my skills of, of researching and taking, you know, mm -hmm. complicated subjects and helping people understand them. So we we made the leap, and and it was rough. I mean, we've talked about the beginning. We I got death threats and, you know, we lost a lot of listeners. They claim they stopped listening and, and we had to decide if this isn't for them and they don't want to listen. Well, that's clearly their choice. But as a company, we have to go forward. But I also decided if we were going to do this, we had to do it the very best way possible. We, we had to have a product that was absolutely worth it. And it was a little intimidating for me because trying to get up to speed, um, I knew it was going to be difficult. But I, I had a, a pretty solid background in some nutrition and training. And you had a ton of background in training. And I thought, okay, we can do this. It's not going to be easy. But, you know, if it was easy, somebody else would be doing it. And I set that crazy goal to read 100 of the top new books on nutrition and health within a year. And I actually hit the goal in about nine months. And I slowed down for a while, but I'm kind of picking back up on my reading again because there's a lot of new information. And I'm somewhere in the area of 150 plus books now. I'd have to go back and, and count, but 150 is a pretty good estimate. So knowing that I've been through 150 books, here's the outrageous statement. I am 22%. I know that because my Kindle tells me exactly how far I am into a book. I'm 22% into a book and I am going to make the outrageous statement that it is the single most important book I've read on health so far. And I'm not even oh a quarter God. of the way through it. That's no, that's awesome. <laughs> well, now, let you, me, you know, you told me about, you told me about that book and I didn't get in to get the whole thing. I just downloaded like the sample of it and stuff. And, and you know, when a book's going to grab you right away or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's yeah. one for school that I'm just trying desperately to get through <laughs> and read and <laughs> capture. But yeah, I think um, you could tell this one immediately will get people nodding their head. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'm going to actually put a warning on this book. It won't get you nodding your head. It's going to get you swearing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I am. I am furious. I, I And I mean that I have to keep setting the book down because I can't keep reading. It's and it's. And it's not like I don't know most of this stuff. I've even talked about a lot of this stuff, but his evidence now is so overwhelming. And he just, he kind of piles on. And, and but I, I can't stop reading, but I keep stopping because it, it's literally making me furious. Um, you know, every time I talk about the medical community, I almost apologize. I say, you know, I don't want to keep bashing doctors, I don't want to keep bashing the medical community. I'm going to stop apologizing because I don't know how our system became so corrupt. It's not the people. And that's why this is so difficult. Doctors aren't evil. They're not corrupt people. They didn't get into this system knowing that it's like it is. And they don't understand how some of them probably do. 
Um, and I don't, if they do understand it and they keep practicing medicine the way they do, I don't know how they sleep at night. But our system is so overwhelmingly corrupt and evil and broken. And I'm not going to apologize anymore when I say that. I think, honestly, after reading 22% of this book, that in this book, by the way, is called Undoctored. It's by William Davis, who wrote Wheat Belly and then Wheat Belly Total Health, which honestly, Wheat Belly was one of the first books I read in this whole journey. And it had a huge impact on me. Um, I think that he should get the Nobel Prize for medicine or we call it the Nobel Prize for health. But instead, Mm -hmm. I have a feeling he has a much higher likelihood of having a contract put out on his life. Oh, wow. He does not hold back at all. Now, at some point after he goes through all the stuff that will just totally piss you off and shock you. And and you know what? I've been through some of this stuff already. I've done all the background. Everything in here is easily verifiable. This isn't some conspiracy theory. We can go look all of this stuff up. I've just never seen it all put in one place so worded so strongly um, from a highly credentialed cardiologist. You know, we're not talking about, you know, a chiropractor, not that there's anything wrong with chiropractors or naturopaths. We're not talking about a, you know, health food blogger. We're talking about a highly credentialed medical doctor that practiced cardiology for years, decades, and now takes responsibility for what he did. So he's saying, look, I was part of the problem. And and I figured yeah. this out over a long time. And he explains kind of how he came to all these conclusions. So it's you can't argue his credentials. You look at the, the information. It's easy to verify what he's saying. He's just done an amazing job of putting it all in one place. And, and I won't say it's an easy read, but it's as easy as I think it could possibly be made. He does mm-hmm. tend to write long books. Um, Wheat Belly was really long and detailed. This book is the same way, but it's not like a lot of big scientific terms or, you know, biology or anything crazy. There's just a lot of information and a lot of facts. And like I said, you can go verify the facts. But it, it, it is so, so critical of big pharmaceutical companies, the, the medical system, our hospitals, the FDA, uh, the USDA, the American Diabetic Association, the American Medical Association. I could go the American Heart Association. I could go on and on. But I, 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 if I were him, I would hire a bodyguard. I'm not kidding. Wow. Wow. And you got to, I just, um, and in, I step back and look at that and learn, um, same as I look at you, um, about bringing things that are controversial out because it takes courage and, but something like this and something like you're doing right now, it's, you know, once you, you know, you can't not say something and I I just respect and admire the ones that, that do. So once he goes through all that, he does come around to say, for some people, a doctor should be a part of your team. Mm -hmm. But he really lays out what that would look like and how hard it may be to find that doctor. And he talks about functional medicine doctors and naturopaths and integrative medicine doctors. 
So he does come back around to say, you may want or need a doctor on your team, but he's very clear about the little tiny role that doctor is going to play. We're, uh, we're going to talk about that and a lot more right after this. Stick around. Kevin Rothbard. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cocker, him is here with me. We're talking about a new book right now, Undoctored, by Dr. William Davis, the author of Wheat Belly. And uh, I, I can't really call this a book review. I could call it a book review of the first 22%. Um, but I, I can also say that there has not been a single book out of the 150 that I've read so far on health and nutrition that has impacted me as strongly as this one. And the overall premise behind the book, Kim, is Undoctored is the title, and and it's really how to take control of your own health. And isn't that what the show is all about and what we talk about all the time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he gives, uh, you know, some really good examples of how this probably wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago or even five years ago. This would have been very difficult for an individual, but there's so much new and, and home testing now, medical tests that used to have to be ordered by licensed physicians only. It's becoming much more common. And I'm doing a, a bunch of these right now um, because I want to find the best test that that we could either help somebody go get or they could get on their own. And he lays out all the tests he recommends, how you can get them. Um, and and he's got a whole plan, a six-week plan on how you do this and completely get away from prescription drugs in most cases. It, it's, you know, the, the very beginning, and he kind of warns you about this and even tells some people, look, if you don't want to know the why, you could skip the first part of the book. And it's the first part of the book that'll just totally piss you off. Um, and, and kind of, it kind of sickens me really. Um, but you know, you could skip that part and then he's got a six week plan on, on how you do this. And I can't wait till I get there. I'm sure it's going to happen. Well, shouldn't say I'm sure it's going to happen today because it's a busy time for us, but I, I was reading the late last night. I got up early this morning. I was reading again, um, but I'm really looking forward to the plan. I, I'm sure we're going to integrate some of these things into our plans mm-hmm. uh, because his stuff is really good. And this is brand new again. And he keeps saying the the flood of information is so overwhelming right now with exciting stuff. You know, things that are really good for us. Not so good for the doctors, not so good for the medical community, but this flood of information that's really good for us. And and that's exciting. There are a couple things from the book I, I want to go through. Um, 
Just a couple quotes. And remember, this is coming from a doc. This one really kind of struck me. It says, in other words, and he's talking about how the healthcare system works right now. He says, in other words, neglect the cause, profit from the treatment. It is the unspoken but defining mantra of modern healthcare. Health is not part of the equation. Now, let's go over that again neglect the cause. We could care less why you have type 2 diabetes. We don't care why. We know why. My God, uh, we could, a fourth grader could understand why we have type 2 diabetes. This is not a complicated disease and it is a completely man-made disease. Neglect the cause. This is what the healthcare system says. We don't care why you have it. We're going to profit from the treatment. That's sick. Mm -hmm. And he gives example after example, the average. And and it's interesting because I did a blog post um, last week, I think. And I went looking up these numbers and I said the average cost of diabetes. And I think I covered this in the webinar. The average annual cost for somebody who's diagnosed with type 2 diabetes was $7,900. He had the exact same number. We obviously okay. reached in the same place um, yeah. per year for the rest of your life. And it doesn't include all of the other problems that type two diabetes is going to cause crazy cholesterol numbers, heart disease, neuropathy, kidney disease. That's not included in the seventy nine hundred dollars a year. Kim, you and I just did a one on one with somebody that was paying mm-hmm. how much for a one or two um, drugs, type two. One of one of the type two was three thousand uh, dollars for three months supply, and that was just one. Thou- one drug. The average person with type two will end up on three drugs within the first ten years. Mm-hmm. One drug, three months, a thousand dollars. So eight thousand dollars a year is clearly not an exaggeration, not even close. And and in the webinar, I talked about the fact that, you know, you and I could easily put together a program for somebody for the entire year, which we don't need. We only need about two or three months with somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, one-on-one to really get them off all of those medications and completely reverse their type two for one-fourth of that cost one time. Then you would never have that $8,000 a year cost again. And, and yet that's looked at as not legitimate. Insurance certainly isn't going to pay for it. Um, it's just, it's crazy. Um, here's another quote. Healthcare is no more about healing than gambling on horse races is about preparing for retirement. He's got hundreds of these. 15% of the way into the book, I had to stop highlighting stuff because I was <laughs> highlighting about 80% of what I was reading. I thought, well, this is stupid to highlight all this. I might as well just read the book again. I, I, but I was trying to pull this stuff out. There was so, you know, so much good stuff in here. Um, here's one. I, I've just got to talk about this. I, I've talked about the cost of drugs before and how they just keep cranking out new drug after new drug after new drug. And something else that you will find is ironclad in the medical community. Go talk to a doctor 
about a nutritional supplement and they will roll their eyes. They will say there's no, you know, scientific evidence. They will go. In fact, it was so funny because I, I was in a doctor's office with somebody and I happened to mention to the doctor, what about this natural treatment? And I swear to God, it was scripted almost exactly what he wrote in the book, the response you will get from your doctor if you ask about natural treatments before we try this drug. It was almost word for word. The doctor said, um, I don't know anything about that. At least he admitted that. Um, there's no scientific evidence. It really doesn't work. I, on and on and on. And it was almost scripted verbatim. So just understand that that is the medical community's take on nutritional supplements or natural remedies. They believe in drugs. So I want to talk about a new drug. Um, pretty new on the market. It's called Lovaza. I had never heard of it, so I had to go look it up. So Lovaza costs about $60 per capsule per month. Most people, the recommended dose, take four capsules per day, $240 per month, or almost $3,000 per year. Now, honestly, as far as drugs go, that one's fairly inexpensive. That, we could certainly fight. wait till we talk about biologics, and that may have to wait for another show. Uh, just to give you an idea, biologics are the new darling of the drug world. There, Humera, um, there's several of them. You see tons of commercials for. They advertise them for all kinds of stuff. The average cost of the new biologics, they have to be injected, a hundred thousand dollars a year. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. So this one seems, you know, like a bargain. This this drug, it's classified as a drug, is only three thousand dollars per year. You, do you know what it is? No, what is it? It is our supplement, Biomega-3. Oh, my gosh. They got it classified <sighs> as a drug. After so, bashing supplements uh, for decades and decades and decades, they it's nothing but fish oil. Oh, my it's goodness. It's 3,000 milligrams. They found, a new, they found yeah. a new income stream by turning supplements into prescribed medications. Yeah. And let's look at the cost difference. I did this per milligram. And actually, I checked quality. The quality of our product, Biomega-3, I call it ours, Biotics, um, <laughs> is actually a higher quality. It's a better process. It's a cleaner product. But we could compare head-to-head -head the number of milligrams of EPA and DHA you get out of this because that's what we're looking for. Um Basically, the $3,000 a year would get you a little over 3,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA a day. Um, I did the math. Um, for us, it comes down to about uh, $1.30 a day. So, you know, do the math. 30 bucks a month, yeah. 40 bucks a month. Um, $400 a year roughly instead of $3,000 a year for a better quality product. And you don't need a doctor to prescribe it. It's fish oil. And they've got it classified as a drug. 
We're going to get to a break. We'll be right back. We are going to get to your calls and questions. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about uh, some startling facts from a new book called Undoctored by William Davis, the author of Wheat Belly. Kim, two more things, and then we're going to get on to some calls. And, and, and you and I are going to do an entire show on this, and it, it may even be a series of shows. There's so much information in here. Uh, but this is not slowing down. It's getting worse. We talked about Right now, the average annual cost for somebody with type 2 diabetes for drugs, doctor visits, treatments, all those things, just the diabetes itself, about $8,000 a year, $7,900. But it's getting worse. So two of the newest drugs that have been brought out for type 2 diabetes, and and if you watch TV, you've seen the commercials, uh, Farsiga um, was approved by the FDA in 2014. It has a price tag of $380 a month. That's over $4,500 a year. And the doctors are likely to prescribe it with another new drug. I see commercials for this one all the time to J.O. $350 a month. For one person, one year, those two drugs are $9,000. That has nothing to do with doctor visits, testing, anything else. Just those two drugs commonly prescribed together nine thousand dollars a year wow better not to heal <laughs> they are too no, no in fact they make things way way worse mm-hmm. yeah uh, i'm uh, all right one more quote because he's really good at making um what some people might consider like outrageous analogies analogies but i i think they're um just powerful So he was talking about, you know, how we've put our trust in a healthcare system that is so completely controlled by pharmaceutical companies and big food companies and the government's part of it. And how many times have I said that? The other day, I think I referred Mm -hmm. to it as the unholy trinity. Uh, Mm -hmm. Big food, the unholy trinity. And he says the same thing. And when he was talking about that, he says, imagine this. Imagine a helpless alcoholic struggling with her addiction, ruining her social and family life, who in desperation turns to a bartender, hoping for some piece of wisdom, since after all, he deals with alcoholics every day. And oh, yeah, there's a two for the price of one sale on shots. That's no different than an unprotected, uninformed visit to your doctor's office or hospital. It's a very good analogy. <sighs> Unbelievable. You got to read the book. I, you've got to get this book and listen to it. Uh, 
I, I just, uh, I've got to stop right now though, because it's just making me crazy. So we need to get are to you, some are calls. You pacing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kim, you wanted to talk about uh, some testing and things you're doing right now. Oh, you know what? Yeah, real quick. It, it's very interesting because I, I started it last Thursday. My kid came in because, you know, we know going through the um, NTP, NTC program, one of the whole modules is on detoxification. And, and it's more of an in-depth. I mean, we, we can go into that. We detoxify. Our body detoxifies every day. But this um, is to learn how to put in place for, um, you know, we deal with it. I mean, you, you've talked about this a lot with, with detoxification because a lot of people go out there and think that's the way to go right off the bat where our approach is, you know, we always deal with the foundations first and we want to make sure all the elimination pathways are clear. And so it's not just to dive in and do. So we do have one of our members who has worked very hard. Um, so we look for like about three months, you know, dealing with the foundations and getting healthy and getting diet in line. And, and that's where they're at. And I feel like, you know, I'm in a good place with that too. And so I wanted to test it first um, before um, our client did too, just to know what they're going to go through and see. And so it's, it's really cool. It's about a 17 day um, program. I'm extending the first part just a few more days just to get my timing down um, with heading West, heading your guys' way. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. It's just, and what I found is, you know, they, it's a great, package they have a great um material to go with it but the seven days is strictly just getting any extra thing out of your diet that shouldn't be there that are affecting inflammation um for me it was coffee and i was letting dairy slip back in um and that was interesting i think i shared with you i mean i was drinking only two cups a day and they were half and half half decaf half regular um and i still went through the couple days of headaches so (laughs) i called our client too and i'm like Start getting off the coffee now, you know, um, <laughs> and then just a couple supplements with it. And again, it's um, enzymes and um, uh, mostly the enzymes and, and fat digestion. So it's very simple, but it's very neat to be very focused. I'm, you know, really focused and I'm I feel great. Um, finally seeing results because I've been like stuck for a little while. The next step, I'll be doing this till Sunday and then Monday I'll start the actual detox, which has some, um, uh, a meal replacement in the morning, but then, um, a product to help, you know, clear, you know, actually do detox. And again, just the diet we do, you know, just the diet we, we live and do and teach. And, um, I think it'll be, and again, it's just a focus kind of like we do when we work in the health services, the highway programs that we have, um, and we have, when we work with people with a very focused period of time, and sometimes you just need that, you know, and, you know, we see results with, with uh, working with people on that. And um, so, uh, you know, by next week, I'll be able to share, you know, a couple of days in on the, the other part of it. And biotics, actually, they recommend, you know, maybe doing this twice, twice a year. Again, it's when you have, like you are, you have everything, your life is everything in line, you know, where if you do add one thing or take one thing out, you can gauge where you're at with it. So it's not just a free for all type of a thing, but I'm just beyond thrilled with doing this. And, and it's, it's, again, it's fascinating. It's like a biohacking that, that, uh, it's really cool. Yeah. You know, and I've been pretty clear about warning people away from detox programs. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've seen them, I've looked at them, they make them sound, and honestly, they do sound good. They sound amazing. They said, well, yeah, of course I need to detox. And this product sounds wonderful. And um, But knowing what we know now, I understand why mm-hmm. I've also read so many horror stories 
of mm-hmm. people doing boxes and, and it is absolutely miserable. And now we understand why. So we've been very careful about this. Um, like you just mentioned, we are doing our first detox with a, a one-on-one client just now because mm-hmm. we didn't feel we had anybody to that point that they were ready to do a full-blown detox. Um, so, and, and then you decided, look, before we put somebody else through this, I'm going to do it. Uh, and, and I'm pretty confident you're not going to have, I, I think the worst for you may already be through, and that's the withdrawals mm-hmm. from caffeine. I've been through those. Yeah. The headaches are horrendous. Um, and, and I think that may be the worst you're going to feel uh, because you are so well prepared to do this detox and your body has detoxed a lot already. Just just through mm-hmm. the process of cleaning up the diet, eliminating those foods, you've done so much work already that there's not a lot to detox anyway. So it is going to be really interesting to see the results when you go into the formal detox next week. Um, so I'm excited about that. I need to get this on my schedule and do it. I've never done a detox. Mm-hmm. Um I kind of feel like I don't need one, but there's been lots of things I thought, well, I can't possibly feel any better than I do now. And then I do it right. and I feel even better. So yeah. it's on the list for me. Um, I'm waiting yeah, until I get the results back from, um, mm-hmm. I, I talked last week about the the new company. I'm not even going to say who it is mm-hmm. yet. Um, I'm doing the um, gut bacteria um, challenge and I'm, I'm going to learn that sample's been sent in already. Um, okay. I'm going to learn crazy things about gut bacteria, my own here pretty soon. And the, the program is actually a, an entire year. So I send in a sample now. I'm going to do it four months from now. And I, I think I have to do it. Maybe it's three months from now. I think I have to do it four times a year. And the second part of the challenge is a metabolic challenge. And I'm dreading it um, mm. because it's basically... Um, the glucose tolerance test, which oh, I've yeah. heard horror yeah. stories about. Um, you drink a solution, I think it's 100 grams of pure glucose. Yeah. And you, they, they have, it's very in-depth. When you do it with a doctor, all they really do is check your blood sugar. Um, here, you do a baseline saliva test, a baseline urine test, a baseline blood sugar test. Then you drink the 100 gram, grams of pure glucose and you also fill out a, uh, a an entire questionnaire about how you feel and, and different mm-hmm. things. Then you do it again um, three more times over a certain amount of wow. time. They tell you exactly how to do it. You do another saliva test, another urine test, another blood glucose test. And, and you do this over and over and over. Um, and, and then from that... They determine like your metabolic capabilities and give you a a really good target for your macronutrients. You know, what is your body capable of handling Um, primarily? And we're looking at carb load. You know, once you determine your ideal carb load, then it's easy to figure out fat and protein. Carb is always the question mark. You know, how much should you take? So I'm not looking forward to doing the challenge, but I am looking forward to getting the results. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to get a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Roth.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Uh, I could go on and on. I have so much more I want to talk about the book, this new testing, the detox program, our success stories on one-on-ones. We've had so many cool stories there, but we're, we're going to get to some calls. I want to get to uh, a couple people, and we'll do some of that on the next show. Let's start off in Indiana. Tom, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Doing great. What's on your mind today? Well, say, uh, this last uh, uh, fall, I contracted some sort of chest uh, ailment, and uh, it got, whenever it got cold, my chest got very much full of mucus, and I couldn't breathe, and I had pain going down my arms. I thought I was like having a heart attack, but it wasn't that, and I went to the doctor when I got home, and they gave me a chest x-ray and did blood work, and they gave me a little breather thing that I could spray in my mouth that, that helped it a little bit and some stuff for a nasal, or no, for ear infection. But this is springtime now, and I still haven't really gotten away from it. And I've been back to the doctor one more time, and they seem to acknowledge that something like that's going around, but they told me there was nothing they could do about it. Yeah, that's true. And let me explain this, because there's nothing the doctor can do about it, but there's something you can do about it. That's the beauty of all this. Um, not only is our medical system evil and corrupt, and I'm no longer apologizing for making outrageous statements like that, um, but they have also come to a place where there are lots of things they can't help anymore um, for a lot of reasons. So let's talk about this type of an ailment, whether we call it a cold, a flu, whatever it is. This can be caused by two very different things. It can either be bacterial or it can be viral. And I'm glad that they did blood work because that at least tells me they have gotten away from the habit of just giving an antibiotic to everybody who comes in the door with the sniffles. You have to determine first if it's antibi- if it's viral or bacterial. If it's viral, you absolutely should never give an antibiotic because it can't do a bit of good. And we know the damage we've done now with antibiotics, overuse and and misuse of them. We've created strains of bacteria that we no longer have antibiotics that will work against. That is really scary. We we could be looking at a superbug any time. We could be looking at a a worldwide pandemic um, like we saw in 1918 that wipes out huge percentages of the population. That's not out of the question. So at least what what it tells me is that when they did blood work and didn't prescribe you an antibiotic, it doesn't sound like they did. You didn't mention that. It's because they determined this was viral, not bacterial. So kudos to them for doing the right test before they just, you know, handed out antibiotics like candy. But the problem is if it's viral, there is nothing they can give you. We, we don't have really in any antivirals like we have antibiotics um, to combat bacteria. There are some new drugs on the market that are like Tamiflu that are technically antivirals, but I, I'm not a big fan of those at all. Um, and, and for what you've got, um, there's really nothing they can do. Because they only know really two ways to treat things. 
drugs and surgeries or procedures. That's it. That's all they have. That's their entire toolkit. And there's nothing in that toolkit that's going to help a viral infection. What you need to do. Yes, that's the only thing that will help. Your immune system is capable of fixing this. You have to get your immune system as healthy as you possibly can. So that means a super clean diet. It means, you know, all the things we talk about, eliminating any foods that are causing negative reactions in your body because food reactions are what ramp up your immune system and have it running off doing all kinds of other things instead of trying to fix the problem that's there. So you've, you've got to eliminate um, any kind of food sensitivities. And really, the only quick way to know what your food sensitivities are is to do a food sensitivity test. Immediately eliminate those from your diet. Eliminate all grains, all grains, wheat, rice, oats, corn, barley, um, you name it. Those all have to go. Whether you react to them or not doesn't matter. You get rid of all of those. You get rid of as much processed food as you possibly can and, and restaurant food because it's always processed. Um, and, and you eat what we talk about all the time, a clean, whole food, paleo style diet. That's the beginning. And if you don't do that part, then anything else I'm going to say after that is completely worthless. We can look at supplements like you know, oil of oregano and, and some really, really natural compounds that do have some um, antiviral capabilities and, and can help. But I don't even want to go there because without the first part, without eliminating the food sensitivities, without really cleaning up the diet, the rest of it is meaningless. Uh-oh. Oops, oh, we lost Tom. We lost Tom. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, and Tom can't hear us right now. So uh, maybe we'll be able to get Tom back. Um, Bridget, if you could, if you can actually, if we happen to grab his number off the board there, if you could try to give him a call, that would be awesome. Um, I'd like to get him back because um, this is a really good lesson, but it, it there's no easy fix. You've got to do the hard work to really, really clean up the diet. Now, the interesting thing is, once you do all that work, the odds are you'll never get this again. And if you do, it'll last a couple of days, not a couple of months. Uh, you'll feel things coming on. It's kind of interesting now because this is so different for me. I start to feel some of those things. A little bit of a sore throat, you know, I start to feel a little run down or tired, maybe even get a little congestion and I'll think, oh boy, here we go. You know, everybody around me has been sick. I'm going to get it. I wake up the next morning, nothing. And I think, boy, that's really weird. And then it dawned on me. It's not weird at all. These things are caused by viruses and bacteria. Viruses and bacteria exist. They're real. They got in my body. My immune system is incredibly healthy right now and strong. So my immune system sees the invader, does its job, and the symptoms go away before I hardly even notice they're there. That's the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's the way it's supposed to work when we get our 
you know, our body working and don't have all that inflammation going on and our immune system just going crazy. And yeah. And here's the other thing I want to make people very, very clear about with any type of really anything the doctor will give you is as long if we're talking about a bacterial infection, then antibiotics can clearly help. That that's the one class of drugs mm-hmm. that actually cures a problem. The problem is we have so many, you know, resistant strains that they have to keep giving you stronger and stronger antibiotics. So we don't even want to get to that point. Everything else, every other drug over the counter, what the doctor gives you does not address the root cause of flus, colds, allergies, any of those things. All it does is cover up symptoms and once you understand the symptoms, you figure out that all of those things actually prolong the problem. So fever is our body's way of killing these viruses and bacteria. It cranks up the heat so hot it kills these things. Well, it makes you pretty miserable at the same time. So in, we don't want to be miserable. So we take something to reduce the fever. Well, guess what we just did? We just blocked our body's way of getting rid of the problem. Mm-hmm. When we cough, when we sneeze, when we have a runny nose, that is our body's way of detoxing. It's our body's way of getting this junk out. But we don't like that. It's uncomfortable. We don't want to cough all day. We don't want to have a runny nose. We don't want to be you know, filled with snot. So we take something to stop all of that. Well, again... We just blocked our body's way of curing this. Every single over-the-counter medication for all of these things actually makes the problem worse. We have to trust our body more. We're not used to that. (laughs) We're not. We first have to get it really healthy. And then, Mm -hmm. boy, trust it because it is absolutely amazing when it works right. So... Can you believe it? We're just about out of time on this show. Are we? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we're. Stuff. I'm glad you brought that book to us. I, I can't recommend it enough. And I know there are a lot of people that listen and they look for book recommendations and they've been very happy with my other recommendations. I can't recommend this one strong enough. And I'm only 25% of the way through. If I stopped right here, it would still be one of my top recommendations. And with that, I've got to get out of here. We will do it again next time. All right. Until then, eat real food. Sleep like a baby. Connect like you mean it. Move like your life depended on it. And stay healthy, my friends. Kevin Robinson. All right, we're going to get into another hour. We are going to get to a lot of questions. I know I say that all the time, but I mean it this time. Let's uh, (laughs) start it. (laughs) 
Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. And I will tell you, there uh, aren't many more things important in business than your health. And that's why we do this show. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We're going to take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, fitness, diet, nutrition, supplements, drugs, diseases, doctors, you name it, we'll tackle it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. And we are going to get to those questions in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. It's that time again. Uh, best time, best time of the week, Kevin. Yeah, it is. You know, the last show we uh, we didn't get to a lot of calls. That I, it is such a struggle for me on this one show. We do a lot of specialty shows now. We have the Power Hour, we have Broker Connect, we have the general you know shows on the weekend. Um, this show in particular, there is so much information and so much I want to talk about. And there are also so many questions. We get more questions on this show than any of our other shows. And I'm just struggling with how do we find the time? Um, we've added webinars so that we can get to more material. And, and um, by the way, I, I think the webinars so far, uh, we've done two where I'm working on all the material for our third. I think those are just awesome. I mean, those are 90 minutes, um, and most of it right now is devoted to just the information. We do allow some question and answer, but we really devote a lot of time to getting out a lot of information. And the webinars are a, a paid program for us. Um, we do have to make some money doing this. I'd like to get a little piece of that uh you know, $8,000 a year that each um, patient with diabetes, not to mention all the other drugs, um, we need to fund what we do and all the research and all the work we put in. Um, so this is one of the ways we do that. I, I love it when our tribe supports us in these things, whether it's buying from the store, um, being part of our, our approach, our uh, programs for health, and, and we have several options for people, and we have free options. You know, we do this show free. Um, we write lots of articles free. Um, we have the free NutriQ. So we want to make sure everybody has a chance to get involved. But we also, in order to do all that free stuff, we've got to make some money somewhere. So the, the webinar is uh, part of our other health programs. So if you're interested, we'd love it if you'd support us so we can keep doing what we're doing and do even more. Um, go to the website, letstruck.com, look under the health tab and look under health plans and, and you'll see um, all the different plans we have available. And that is where the free NutriQ is as well. So you can start there uh, and then you can see the other plans you can get involved with. And, and Kim, I, I, I think if I remember right, um, don't we uh, say they are 30 minute one-on-one -on -one consults in most of our programs? <laughs> we say that. <laughs> We get on a video chat. Yeah, it's just, it's, once we're there, yeah, there's, it's just very, yeah. <laughs> you know what motivates me once we're on those chats? Mm -hmm. it, it, some of them are going 90 minutes. 
I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like we set the clock and a timer goes off and, you know, we say, oh, your time's up. Um, it's not like the doctor who's down to what, like four and a half minutes per visit yeah. now um, or right, some crazy. Right. Number. Um, what motivates me and why these keep going so long. And, and I have to tell people that can't go on forever. It's just pure economics. I mean, right now we're doing a lot of these but we make the time available at some point. If we're going to go longer, we're going to have to charge for that time because our schedule keeps getting more and more full with these. And it's just pure economics. But right now we're able to go longer and we do. Um, but what motivates me to go longer is seeing how hard these people are working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They come with questions. They are so engaged. It's, it's oh, wonderful. Awesome. And, you know, we were doing a one-on-one the other day and um, what the what the person said really struck me. And she said she's tried lots of other things, um, you know, and it's type 2 diabetes. Uh, she's tried lots of other things. She's tried, you know, what her nutritionist told, told her to do, which was oh, criminal. Yeah. Um, yeah. 200 grams of carbohydrates a day. She should not be eating that much in 10 days. Um, And it was awful results, obviously, just like everybody else's. Um, And what she said was, I I just it's hard to keep trying something if I can't see results. And and that really struck me. That's absolutely true. There's so much confusing information about health. Who do you listen to? How do you know who's right? Everybody sounds like they're right. Everybody has great credentials. But how do you know who to listen to, who to stick with, who to spend money with? Because all this stuff costs money. Um, And what she said was, I I stuck with what you're talking about long enough that I saw results. And now she's Mm -hmm. so motivated. So I want to encourage people again. This is what our one-on-one programs are all about. You know, for at least 30 days, we're going to be there helping you get those results. And I guarantee anybody listening, if you follow what we will show you in a 30-day program, you will absolutely get results. No question in my mind. Now, we have some tougher cases where we might not get the results we were hoping for in 30 days, but we get results. And, And that is what motivates people. Yeah, and they, and it, it's it's truly incredible, um, and to see it. Um, matter of fact, the one person you're talking about too got I got a text from her this morning that numbers were good again, and she's very pumped, and it's just ugh, made my day. And it's I'm just so proud That's of her, all. and about, proud of everybody out there in our services that are are making this happen for themselves. It's so empowering. Yeah, that's awesome. And speaking of helping people, what do you say? I stop yapping, and we get to some phone calls. <laughs> that sounds good. All right, let's do that. Let's head off to Kansas. Hugo, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Uh, I have a quick question. Uh, I've been doing keto for a while, and I and I was I, I was I stalled for for like four months. I wasn't losing any weight. I was doing everything right, and uh, but I think I was eating too much fat and uh, not counting my calories. I mean, I was just probably having too much calories. And I started doing kind of like an uh, intermittent fasting, you know, kind of okay. still doing keto, but I mean, also 
also intermittent and way cut down on my calories. And I'm okay. I'm I'm good now. But I but I have a question because I also like to put a lot of coconut oil on my body. You know, and that uh, I was just wondering if that oil does that absorb? Does that get absorbed and count like in in the fasting? You know, I, I want to be really strict. Does that count into yeah. the calorie count? Well, here's the thing. One, I, I would. <sighs> I would not put a whole lot of effort into counting calories. Um, I'm not going to say that calories don't matter because they do in a sense. But if we do the other stuff right, our body will self-regulate the calories all on its own. We don't have to count them. We don't have to think about them, especially fat calories. Fat is very satiating to your appetite. So I'm not saying that cutting your calories didn't work. It sounds like it might have helped. It worked and really, it really, that's why I like it, you know, because I really yeah, went down. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah, I'm never going to tell you. Yeah, I'm never going to tell you to stop doing something you like and it's actually showing results. But yeah. I, but I don't want you to get uh, so fixated on calories because many times restricted calories, the results are temporary because we're not addressing the root cause of the problem. You are artificially limiting your calories. You're thinking about it. You're counting it. You are staying away from certain things. What that tells me is we haven't solved the root cause of the problem yet. And in our world, we are freaks about getting to the root cause so you did get results and, and people have been getting results from reduced calorie diets forever, but they don't last. And that's what I, that's why I don't want people to focus on this, you know, calorie reduction. Now I love fasting. Fasting has tons of benefits, but for me, it's not about, well, I ate less, so I'm going to lose weight because if that's the case, eventually you're going to eat that food again and the weight's going to come back. So our goal would be to Fix the underlying problem so that your body starts self-regulating its caloric intake all on its own. And I'll give you a good example of this, um, my own personal example. And I'll do that right after this break. And then I will answer your question, by the way. So um, I'll get to your question specifically. But I want to cover this issue because this is an important one. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me and we are talking with Hugo in Kansas. So Hugo, I want to give you an example of of your body self-regulating the amount of calories you take in. And we shouldn't have to think about this or try to restrict ourselves. Uh, I, I've been doing this for quite some time. You know that if you listen to the show. And when I get really, really busy with research and work and developing webinars and writing articles, I'm not very active. I, I, I do try to stand as much as I can, but even that isn't really burning any calories uh, or very few. And my food consumption naturally just goes down to really, really low amounts. I just don't have much of an appetite and I eat a little bit of food and I'm full. Now, on the other hand, in the last couple of weeks, I have had four or five days where I have been outrageously active doing uh, some pretty heavy landscape work. Uh, the weather's getting better. I wanted to get outside. I, I have moved in four days. I moved, I, I calculated this, about 10,000 pounds of material gravel, sand. I've been laying big flagstone patios, so heavy flagstones, moving them, picking them up, wheelbarrowing, shoveling, hoeing. I mean, really, really active. Now, the first thing I, I absolutely love is at my age, after doing that for a day and, and not being very active for months, sure, I was sore at the end of the day and tired, but I got a good night's sleep, got up the next day and went right back at it again. That to me is just awesome that I can do that. Um, but you talk about a shift in calorie intake. I'm eating everything in sight. I can't get enough food and that's okay. I totally trust my body. There is no way at that point I'm going to try to restrict my calories. I'm not paying attention to how much fat or protein or carbohydrates. I'm not watching what I eat. I just eat the food that I know is healthy. It's whole food. My carb intake went way up because I felt like my body was almost asking for carbs um, because it probably needed some of that quick energy on top of the, the good deep burning energy from the fat. But the carbs were good. They were things like dates and figs and maybe, you know, an apple with some nut butter and a bunch of berries or um, but I just trust my body that it will maintain the calories on its own. And so, again, I'm not going to tell you don't do that if it's working for you and you're getting results. But I would also so tell also, you uh, what I think. Uh -huh. the sleep, Go ahead. I mean, because uh, is that how much does that count to because I also I'm a, I mean, I, like, you know, driving out here on the road, uh, and the, uh, that's why sometimes I've been having like, some good sleeps. I mean, good sleep, and that's, that's hard to good. do out here, but that's probably a lot too, right? Like you were yeah. saying, you get a good sleep. Yeah, sleep, sleep is excellent. So, again, if, if this is working for you and it got you past the plateau, that's excellent. And I'm not going to tell you not to do it. But I would also tell you if you want to get really healthy, and I think we all do, Let's dig a little deeper and, and find out why maybe your body isn't regulating its appetite completely yet. So to, after all that, to answer your question, I, I'm not a, a huge believer in that we have to fast really strictly. This is not a yes or no black or white. Um, 
the reason we fast, now I'm going to go back to calories after telling you not to worry about calories. The reason we fast is calorie reduction. We have found, but it's not because of weight for the most part. It does help. But the other health benefits I think are much more important. We have found that calorie reduction is really healthy because that's the way our bodies evolved. Uh, and we didn't do it on purpose. We did it because as a hunter-gatherer, there are many times where you just can't find any food. So we would go days with, with very few calories. But other than you know some religious uh, ceremonies and things like that, people didn't fast on purpose. They fasted because they couldn't find enough food. But it didn't mean they wouldn't eat what they could find. If they found a handful of berries, they would eat a handful of berries. But that might be all they got that day. If they found some nuts, they might eat some nuts, but that might be all they got. So I don't believe that a fast has to be on or off. Now, you can do that if you want, but my fasting tends to be bulletproof coffee, um, which has got butter and coconut oil or brain octane and some chocolate. And I mean, technically, that's not fasting. I'm getting nutrition. But if that's I go. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, don't get so locked into, is this the right way or the wrong way? Play around and find out what works for you. Some people like to fast on bone broth. Well, technically, again, that's not a fast. I mean, a fast would be, a, a true fast would be no, no nutrition, um, no calories, no nothing. Water is probably the only thing you can have on a true fast. Uh, and if you want to do a true fast, that's great. Don't get locked into thinking, oh, if I don't do a true fast, I'm not getting any benefit. Intermittent fasting, even with some calories and nutrition, still brings tons of benefits. Three or four day fast with bone broth, uh, not necessarily a true fast, but there's still tons of benefits to doing that. So um, keep doing what you're doing. I, I like what you know, you're looking for results and you're playing around and finding what works for you. That's really what we're trying to empower people to do. Kim, uh, you've, you've read some stuff and studied fasting. What do you think on that? Yeah, and, um, and again, I did it the same way. I looked at it. Um, you know, I, I still have weight to lose that I'm working on, but I didn't use a fast for that. I use it for a break in my digestive system and give my body a break. So it, it's funny how what your goals are. Um, I'm not sure if he, if he was talking about logging food. I will log food when I need to reel it in, but not to do the calorie count, mainly to do make sure I'm balanced and kind of refocus like I'm, like I'm doing now. Um, so it's good times to do that. But um, yeah, it's all depending on what you, what you're looking for out of a fast. There's many good, good reasons for it. Um, but I like how you said balance as well, because you can just go so extreme the other way. And um, then that's what doesn't last and last as a lifestyle. Yeah. Again, and I use this line a lot and I use it for a reason. If I'm in doubt about something, if I'm studying fasting and one expert says, no, it needs to be a true fast for this amount of time. And somebody else says, no, you could do intermittent fasting and you can have bone broth or, uh, and it's confusing. Who's right? Mm -hmm. My fallback mm -hmm. is always, how did we evolve? You know, when we were hunter-gatherers, nobody sat down and said, well, I'm going to do a 36-hour fast. That never happened. That would be insanity. But they fasted naturally because of a lack of available food. 
That's how our bodies evolved. So if we want to mimic that, then I think eating smaller amounts or maybe going 24 hours with just water or I think that's a much more natural approach. Uh, and, and again, that's always my fallback. If I'm confused because there's lots of conflicting advice can I just look at, at nature? How did we evolve? And, and we don't have all the answers, but I think it's pretty clear that if you go out in the wild, there are going to be times where you just don't have any food. And then when food was available, you're going to eat it. And you're going to eat as much of it as you can get into your body. So our I approach you know, over the last couple decades of eat little meals all the time, and no wonder why we're so sick. That, that's the exact opposite of how we ever evolved. You know, we went long stretches with no food. And then when we had food, we would gorge on it. And I'm not necessarily saying you should do that. But what I'm saying is if, if you get all of these things right, and, and the longer you do this, I believe the more normalized your body becomes. Mm -hmm. I, I still feel like I am seeing improvements over where I was a year ago, and I'm two and a half years into this now. But I'm to the point where I totally trust my appetite. And as long as I'm watching my carb count, carbs are the tricky one. You know, if, if you start to overdo carbs, I think you could create some unnatural cravings. Because again, carbs were very, very rare in nature. They hardly exist in nature. We have to remember that. And now they're everywhere. So if, if I feel like my body is asking for carbs, I'll give it a little more. But I'm always careful of that. Am I just craving sweets because I'm falling back into that again? Or is my body really asking for a, a few more carbs right now? Um, fat and protein, I hardly pay attention to at all. If my body wants fat, and most of the time it does, I'll eat it till I'm satisfied. Um, protein for the, for me, I, I don't tend to overdo protein, so I don't have to worry too much about that. Um, but I, I love the fact that I just trust my appetite now. I, if I'm that hungry, there's a reason. Uh, and it only tends to happen when I get that physically active. Yeah, it's interesting you said that because yesterday morning, um, I just, my kids got busy working and that and realized it was noon before I was finally stopped to eat something because I hadn't been hungry. Now today, um, Monday, Wednesdays, I run in the morning and I'm ready carved by eight in the morning. And it is kind of cool. I did. I stopped back. I'm like, wow, you know, that's listening to your body. It's a neat thing. There's a neat place to be. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm going to eat and I'm not going to think mm -hmm. about it. I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not going to worry. Is it too many calories? Is it too much fat? We know now what stress does to you. We don't want people to yeah. stress over food. All right, we're going to get to a break. We're going to come right back, get to more of your calls and questions. This is Destination Health. Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We are going to get right back to some phone calls. This is Destination Health. We're off to Georgia. Chuck, welcome to the program. Hi there. Um, uh, first of all, thanks, thanks, thanks. Second of all, um, the subjects you do at the beginning where you don't take any calls, uh, that's fine. It's extremely important. I get so much out of it. I had some questions about me, but I ran into a friend <clears throat> from many years ago who is a go-getter. She's she's a, a mover, but she in 1998, from what I understand recently, she uh, came down with something that was very puzzling, and it, it turns out to be um, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome. Is there anything? Yep. I mean, what? Tell me what you know about that, and what do people do when they're like that? Oh, boy, do I know a lot about this. And I will tell you, she is the classic example. I I have read, not exaggerating, a hundred case studies exactly like hers. They are almost always female. They are almost always hard driving and ambitious and, and work hard, work out, try to stay in shape, try to eat right. Um, and they end up with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. Many times it, it is actually triggered by a virus, Epstein-Barr. So it's not just yeah, in there. Everybody in her family got a flu and she just never got over it and it kind of turned into that. Classic. This is absolutely classic. She, she fits the mold 100%. I will tell you there is one single step that many times that step alone will completely fix this, and it's to eliminate all grains. Oh, no, not bread. Yeah, that. Yeah, no pizza, okay, no donuts, no bread, no rice, no <laughs> pasta. Now, it may require more than that, but I have seen some amazing transformations from chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia just by eliminating grains. I would go further. I would do a I would do a fit test to look for other food sensitivities. I would really go, um, you know, no added sugars. I wouldn't necessarily go really low carb with her. I would do uh, now. It would it would be considered low carb for anybody else. But in our world, when we talk about keto all the time and twenty or thirty grams a day. Um, I would refer to what she should do as more of a moderate, maybe even high carb. But when I say high carb, I'm talking about healthy 80 carb. to 100 grams a day. Yeah, really healthy. Berries, fruit, sweet potatoes, um, you know, things like that. But absolutely avoid the starches, um, just pure starches and uh, grains. And really, you know, I know we sound like a broken record on this, but whole foods, just real whole foods, skipping the grains because those aren't food. Um, people think they are because they grow and they're natural. But, you know, you can't walk out into a field and start chewing on a stalk of wheat. That That's not food. We have to heavily process well, that before we consume it. Well, you could. Um, You're not going to like the results. Yeah. But are you saying is the grain component, does it have to do exclusively with gluten or is that a whole other thing or is gluten something she needs to look out for or is it just well, grain she, she does, forget about gluten? She does need to look out for gluten because it is the worst offender, but so is gliatin and so are the lectins and so I could go on and on and on. So is the glyphosate. 
the Roundup that is saturated on that wheat plant. Saturated. So Roundup, uh, amazing stuff. What's one of the hardest things to kill? Weeds. They'll pop up through concrete. Yeah. They'll, they're really tough to kill. Well, we came up with a way to kill it. It's called glyphosate, Roundup. That wasn't enough, though. And we decided, hey, look, yeah, well, we decided, look, it's hard to kill the weeds around the, the wheat and the corn and the soy uh, without killing the wheat and the corn and the soy. This is too hard to do. So let's genetically modify these plants. Let's splice a gene out of a frog and put it into the wheat plant so that the glyphosate won't kill the wheat plant anymore. Now, what kind of science fiction did that require? And literally, this is not an exaggeration. People who, who think they know agriculture and maybe they grew up on a farm, they argue with me about this all the time. But I can show you right in Monsanto's documentation how you saturate the entire plant with glyphosate three days before harvest. Wow. Revenge of the frog wheat. I see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be, that's part of the problem in wheat. We have also hybridized the wheat to be extremely high in gluten. The one thing we don't want, right. and, and we've hybridized our wheat so it is outrageously high in gluten and gliadin and lectins. And, and that's what starts the problem because it causes leaky gut. It is the number one cause of leaky gut. Then we develop all these other food sensitivities because they're not staying in our digestive tract anymore. They're getting into our bloodstream. That cranks up our immune system. And that's really what fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, it's an overactive immune system. And it will lead to wow. she very, very likely to end up with something like Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, arthritis, eczema. I could go on and on. She is uh, she is wow. a number one target for about 10 more diseases in the next five years. Wow. Um, that's great. Great information. Uh, if you could at some point uh, just uh, update on your uh, dehydrated line of things i'm just i'm fighting to keep a good diet in the truck and i'm okay i'm i think i'm doing okay with the uh with the uh you know low carbs high fats but i'm not getting enough nutrition and i also mm -hmm. noticed that i'm clenching my teeth i answered no on the NutriQ because it was like the first day of that and i was curious what the that fat component of the questionnaire was about uh which question uh, somehow clenching your jaw or something, clenching your teeth or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everything on the NutriQ, it's it's crazy. No matter how weird the question is, um, there's a direct reason they ask the question. Um, as a matter of I fact, it might well, be stress or something, but I have um, well, I, it was like one day in whenever I answered it. So I put no. Yeah. OK. Stress will absolutely do it. Um Kim, do you have your functional? Yeah, your I do. I'm just trying to find out what look? number that question was. Let me find yeah, it. Yeah, could you look that one up real quick and while there's, I, there's I, no I've got stress in my life. <laughs> oh, oh I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that you've died. Ah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not for a it doesn't seem like, other than all the extra workload and a new girlfriend. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, no stress. Um, so let me ask you a question. Do you like tuna in a can? Yes, yes. Let me let me give you my number one food to carry in the truck. Actually, it's several, but they're drop dead easy. Tuna, high quality tuna in a can. Um, there are a couple really good brands out there. Thrive Market is an excellent place to get really high quality seafood in a can. Tuna, you want to look for what's called skipjack. Skipjack is the smallest species of tuna, meaning it had a lot less time to pick up any toxins. So it's the cleanest type of tuna out there. Um, wild Planet. Guard shack, but but uh, I can still okay. listen, and I am recording, so. Okay, good. Well, I'll, I'll keep talking. If you don't respond, I'll understand why. So uh, Wild Planet is one of my favorite brands. Skipjack Light Tuna. Get it in water. Uh, that's fine. We, it, I'd rather not. You know, getting it in olive oil is okay, but I'd rather control the oil myself um, and use something like our uh, fat bomb oils, avocado, olive, coconut, any of those, if you want to put some oil on it. So keep canned tuna, high quality in the truck, doesn't need refrigeration, doesn't take up space. Um, sardines, if you like tuna, I will give you some ways that you will not know the difference between sardines and tuna. Um, Good, high-quality canned salmon, wild-caught. Again, Wild Planet is a great brand because salmon has a very different nutritional profile than tuna and sardines. And then one more that is just bizarre um, is cod livers. Now, you can't get these at Thrive Market, but you can get them on Amazon. Cod livers. Um, we've all heard of our grandparents talk about cod liver oil and the amazing things that used to do. Um, but we're going to get real cod livers in the Kia. Now, they might sound a little disgusting. They taste like very, very mild, soft tuna, almost creamy. And I'm not going to have you eat them right out of the can. Those are the four canned foods you should always have in your truck if you like seafood. Tuna, skipjack, wild-caught salmon, sardines, and cod livers. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you what we do with those. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to it. I was talking with Chuck in Georgia. So, Chuck, here's what I do. I have those four things on hand all the time. Super easy. No refrigeration. They don't take up a lot of space. Here's what I like to do with them. At very minimum, take two of those four. Uh, so maybe salmon and cod livers or sardines and tuna and throw them in a bowl, mix them together. 
Um, if you're not wild about sardines, mixing it with tuna really cuts the flavor. And they're so close in taste anyway. It, it's really an easy way. Same thing with the cod livers. If they freak you out a little bit, you mix them in with one of those others. You don't even know they're there. They're so mild tasting. Now, I might put in a little good fat, some avocado oil, put in some apple cider vinegar, salt and pepper, and eat it right out of the bowl. I, in that case, I don't, and if it's a disposable bowl, I have no cleanup. I have no, I don't need a cutting board. I don't need a knife. And that alone is outrageous amounts of nutrition. Now, if I have more time and I have a knife and a cutting board and I can do some shopping, I'd love to throw in a bunch of fresh vegetables and make this kind of a, a seafood salad. So celery, onion, jalapeno, peppers, anything that sounds good as far as a vegetable, throw it in there. And then one of the ways I love to eat it is on slices of bell pepper. So I'll make take a big slice out of the side of a bell pepper red, green, yellow, orange, the more colors, the better, and scoop it, eat it. I, I, I'm making myself hungry right now. But that is loads of nutrition. I, on, so, Kim, remember on the last show, I talked about the drug Lovasa? Mm-hmm, yeah. Where the, the pharmaceutical companies figured yeah. out a way to take a supplement, fish oil, that we've been talking about forever. I mean, it, it's common that fish oil is good for your omega-3 balance. They somehow got it classified as a drug and they sell it for thousands of dollars a year. We said we have a supplement by omega-3. We recommend it all the time, which is a couple hundred dollars a year instead. And you know what? You don't even need our supplement. If you eat what I just talked about two or three times a week or even less, you're going to get plenty of the absolute best form of omega-3 you can get right from your food. Don't even buy our supplement. Just eat this stuff. And it's the perfect truck food. What do you think, well, Chuck? Well, I got a can of sardines a month ago, and I've been trying to get up the nerve to stick one in my mouth. But before you do it, I would pour some really good raw apple cider vinegar on it, as long as you like vinegar. Oh, really? I mean, if you like, yeah. Yeah, I it, love it, vinegar. Oh, then get it, get like Bragg's raw, unfiltered apple cider vinegar and a good oil. Have that, yeah. Mix a little oil and vinegar, put it in there, salt and pepper. That goes a long way towards, you know, kind of taming some of that really fishy taste you can get out of a sardine. So, but then mixing sardines with tuna, mixing sardines with salmon. It, it kind of mellows out some of those flavors that people have a hard time with. So, again, th th that is my number one truck food right there, and it is crazy healthy. Let's go to Colorado. Andre, welcome to the program. Hello, Hef, Kevin. Hello, Kim. Um, I had a real <laughs> quick question on the, um, on the supplements. Um, I was thinking about going to the shop and getting the Neutralite, and then on the do I want the beta plus or the other one? I, I do have my gallbladder, so I mean, I don't know which one to go with. Okay, so um, let's ask that, and then I'll go back to the other one. Um, we have beta plus and beta TCP. They are both loaded with nutrients that are good for your liver and your gallbladder and bile flow. The difference between the two 
is beta plus is actually bile salts included for people who don't have their gallbladder. The beta TCP doesn't have any bile salts. It will help your own body produce good, healthy bile. We always jumpstart the process, even if somebody does have their gallbladder, we recommend to start off with a bottle of the beta plus with the bile salts. That way, while the other nutrients are working on your liver and gallbladder and, and getting you to produce healthy bile, we're adding bile salts to digest the fat. Usually, we only recommend those for one bottle. And then if you have your gallbladder, we switch you over to the beta TCP. Okay, Kevin. And then my other question I had was I'm getting really good when I'm doing my shopping um, about reading the labels. And one thing I'm, I'm seeing a lot is when I'm looking at my proteins, my, my chicken thighs, my, um, my pork chops, things like that, ribs, they're always saying a serving size is four ounces. And that's roughly 20 grams of protein. Right. Four ounces. Nice. Like a rule of thumb I'm learning to live with. Is that a yeah. pre-cooked weight or yeah. is so pre-cooked weight, quarter pound serving? And then if I don't get to 75 grams of protein for the day, I mean, am I hurting myself if I'm only taking in, say, 60 or 65 grams? Well, let me answer both. It's pre-cooked, but don't worry about it. We don't want you to nitpick down this far, really. I don't want people stressing this much. Um, like you said, rule of thumb. To make it easy. Yeah, rule of thumb, much better. You know, if we're if we're getting close, we're going to be fine. Um, a four-ounce okay. pre-cooked portion is, is just fine. Um, the other thing to remember, you may only be looking at your protein consumption as far as meat. That's what we think of as protein. Nuts have protein. Dairy products have protein. Vegetables have protein. Beans have tons of protein. So there, we get protein see, from a lot of sources. See, I don't eat beans, so but I well, do eat. I snack on like cashews and almonds, and that's why yeah, I like to it, stay right around yeah. 60, 65. That way, if I want to eat, say, a half cup of nuts, I'm still Which is under 75. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Um, I, for the most part, we tend to way overdo protein. And then we started listening to the people that, oh, if you work out, you need even more protein. It's just not true. Um, our body just doesn't need that much protein, even if you're under once in a while or even if you're under consistently. Probably not a bad thing. Um, if you're working out under. Yeah, you could probably add a little more, but I, I you know, it, it, I'll, I'll make an analogy with tire pressure. You know, we almost never find people that are over inflating tires and causing problems. It's almost always under inflating that causes the problem. Yet people worry all the time about over inflating. Kind of the same thing here. Very, very seldom. The only time I run across somebody who's really deficient in protein is because they're a vegan. And that's a whole nother problem. If you're eating keto, I just don't find anybody that's lacking in protein. It's, it's the opposite. We're always finding people who are eating too much protein. So I, I wouldn't worry about under eating protein. 
Awesome. And then that book, Undoctored, I'm ordering that tonight. What was the author's name again? William Davis. Same author as Wheat Belly. Yeah, William Davis. All righty. Thank you, Kevin, so much. And Kim, you guys have a great day. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Minnesota. Nick, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Um, thanks. Thanks for uh, taking my call. I, I had, I think, a fairly simple question. I had my DOT physical a couple weeks ago, and he was just doing a dipstick test for the urine sample. And yeah. uh, it was testing positive for blood. And so he did a second one, and he said it came up right away. Um, and I, I'm just wondering if... I don't have any pain or obviously seeing any blood or anything. is that is that common or is that something I should be concerned about? Uh, it, it, it can be common and it's not I wouldn't say concerned, but I would address it. It's almost always an indication of a uh, kidney infection. And it might be a very, very okay. mild infection, um, but I, I would I would address it Um just so that it doesn't get worse. And it's nothing to really worry about. It's usually almost always nothing dangerous unless we just let it go and it continues to get worse. And some of the clues there, you're going to start seeing maybe some fevers here and there, um, you know, pain when, when you don't know why you might be in pain. Um, but that it, it's almost always an indication of a kidney or urinary tract infection. Um, you might even want to just try on your own. And again, I'm not really big on just targeting a certain food and thinking it's going to fix things. Um, so cleaning up your diet is always step number one. You know, looking at food sensitivities never hurts. But the one food that's pretty well documented for uh, helping this a lot is cranberries. Don't do cranberry juice cocktail. Pure cranberry juice. It's very tart, but suck it up and drink it anyway. Um, certainly can't hurt you. And it's, it's pretty well known for helping with these kind of infections. There's the music. That means we are all out of time. We will see you here next time. Until then, eat real food. Sleep like a baby. Connect like you mean it. Move like your life depended on it and stay healthy, my friends. Kevin Rutherford. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you this weekend for the live show. Thanks for tuning in to The Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.